0: Welcome to the Other Side Podcast. I'm Joe and I got my man Anthony on. Anthony, what's going on, bro? Not too much, man. Pretty nice outside this morning. Honestly, just kind of waking up. Um, stayed up late watching pretty exciting action at Bristol last night, man. How about you?
1: Yeah, same here, man. I, um, you know, I <laughs> me and you text before we got on here, man. And uh, I got up a little late. So it's all good, man. It's all good. But, yeah, let's talk about Bristol, man. Um Crazy race, man. Crazy race. Young Money does it again. But, you know, obviously we got the elephant in the room, Uh, Harvick and Chase. And I'll let you get started, man, because I know you got some thoughts.
0: Yeah, man, I got a lot of thoughts on that. So, um, first of all, um, I I feel bad because I texted you with like 50, 60 to go and said, man, I think Chase has this one. And you're like, man, don't jinx him. And I'm like, nah, I'm not going to jinx him. He's got this. And, man, I hope I didn't jinx him. I don't know if I did or not. But, you know, the bottom line is Harvick absolutely used him up, you know, race. And Harvick caught him. And and I think Harvick was faster than Chase. And I don't think he needed to do that. And that's kind of what. But what I saw, I think Harvick, if he'd have worked him over, could have probably gotten under him and passed him clean. But, man, Harvick chose to not even come close. I mean, he just literally drove Chase straight into the wall and and it cut Chase's tire down. Like we've talked about so many times before, Chase just feels like – I feel like he always gets used up, right? Like everybody always takes advantage of Chase and, and he's always getting, you know, the, the short end of the stick on these um, – on these chances and, and chase was done man i mean he literally he says i was just holding my line but let's be real chase went out there got right in front of the leaders and basically held harvick up on that top line which is where harvick wanted to run and allowed larson to get close then obviously the move that larson put to win the race was a straight up dirt track move man i love that move slid right out in front of harvick and and, you know, almost like drove it hard into the corner, slid right in front of him, almost like you would on dirt. So it was an awesome move by Larson to get the win. But, you know, I thought Chase had every right to be mad. thought he had every right to cost Harvick to win after Harvick used him up like that. And then after the race, I really love Chase basically getting in Harvick's grill, stopping right in front of him and getting out. And Chase, to me, looked like he was ready to go, man. He looked like he was ready to throw hands, which I love seeing from him. And, of course, Harvick didn't take his helmet off, leaves his helmet on, you know, acting off theatrical, then, then interviewed saying he was ready to, he said, rip heads off is the, the word that he used. I'm like, come on, man. He, you're ready to rip heads off. You'd have had that helmet off and, and ready to throw down, which he was not. So all in all, crazy end i love the rivalry like we talked about rivalries are so good for nascar especially when they're involving chase because chase is you know the uh popular guy and you heard the boos that were coming at harvick at the end and harvick said i don't care what they think so this is ultimately it's good for nascar but bottom line is i'm happy chase stood up for himself and and also i get annoyed with this harvick bad boy gimmick because this isn't the first time he's left his helmet on during a fight so I kind of get annoyed at people when they when they give this persona like harvick's this bad boy and ready to fight but yeah man it was definitely bristol fireworks
1: yeah man uh yeah i I was proud of chase too but harvick (laughs) harvick been how you say living his gimmick for a long time right oh my god yeah yeah man it's um you know i i was um, i felt like harvick you know harvick did have the faster car right but problem is you got to be able to get by the guy he couldn't get by chase without doing that you know so hey man it, it's bristol is racing I'm, I'm i'm definitely not uh upset because chase advanced you know i this may be a wake-up call of chase i know we say that all the time and then he goes back into that shell of just kind of letting people push him around and everything so we'll see we'll see if this can kind of propel him to to really fight to the bitter end, you know what I'm saying? Because I still think when it's all said and done, Young Money's going to take the title. He's just fast everywhere. Um, you're right, that move he put on Harvick, man. Harvard didn't even know what hit him, you know what I'm saying? He, he didn't really have time to react, bro. So uh, I still think it's Young Money's championship to win. But And you know what? I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm glad that Chase stood up to Harvick, and I hope it's not going to be this Harvick-Chase thing. Because Harvard's a, I mean, he's an older driver. He's got about a year or two left. I would have loved, and don't get me wrong, I know they're teammates, but I would have loved that had been a battle between Chase and Young Money. You know what I'm saying? And then things get tight and tension and stuff like that. But uh either way, it was good night of racing. Um, but yeah, when you when you when you sent me that and you said Chase was strong, I was like, oh Lord, here we go. <laughs> but uh yeah, man. Um Matty D, hey, Bubba ran pretty well too, man.
0: Yeah, uh, you know. The big news for Bubba this week was, um, I I said it to you earlier in the week, he's got a new crew chief uh, sitting on top of the box, uh, Booty Barker, longtime crew chief in NASCAR. So I don't know, man. Bubba did run pretty well. He ran into the top 10. I don't think he finished in the top 10. I think he finished like 16th or 17th, but he was running in the top 10 for much of the race, uh, especially down the stretch. So he had a pretty good run last night. And Bristol is one of Bubba's better tracks. That That's the only thing with Bubba, man. I know we kind of knock him from time to time, but we're just calling like we see it. But man, every track that Bubba runs good at is like driver's racetrack. and so that's why I always think like, man, this kid's got something because he runs good at Bristol. He runs good at Martinsville. He runs good at Darlington. Like, you know, those are tracks that are generally, you know, driver's tracks that are hard to get around, and those are Bubba's better tracks. So, yeah, I'm interested to see how Booty, uh, Barker, and, and him mesh throughout the rest of the season. Man, Matty D had a good comeback, finished 10th. It was just a little off last night, man. I thought that this was a race that he potentially could win because he had so much good luck at Bristol in the past, but, you know, just didn't quite have the car, but nice to come back and get a top 10. And then final thoughts there on, on, on Chase, you know, I'm telling you, I know you have been overly critical of Alan Gustafson over the last, you know, year, but you know, the last two weeks, uh, uh, Chase has probably had the fastest car, if not the fastest, at least the first or second fastest car. I mean, Richmond, he was really strong before he had that pit road incident. Bristol, he was really strong. So I'm seeing to me, like it seems like Chase has a great car every week. And if that happens, he's going to win some races down the stretch. So, I think this thing is setting up for a Larson. I think it's Larson, Chase, Denny Hamlin, and probably one other. I'm not sure who that fourth one's going to be. It is going to be your final four at Homestead, and it could be setting up for for a Larson Chase, you know, battle at, or at Phoenix. I'm sorry, not Homestead, Phoenix. So I'm really looking forward to that. Chase is getting fast cars every week, and you know, we know that the team's too talented. He's going to pull
1: off some wins here. He's going to seal the deal. So.
0: Yeah, man. I'm 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 excited for how this
1: thing's gonna roll here down the stretch. Yeah, yes, sir. And I and I, I actually I wish Joey Logano could break into that final four. Um I was thinking KB, but KB's been off all year. And uh, you know, so yeah, man, absolutely. It's so a good recap, man. Good recap. So let's go NFL, man. Uh obviously we got a mass unit of team in Dallas Cowboys. So let's start there, man. Just give me your thoughts from all that came out this week due to the injuries. I know we had kind of text back and forth. I want to just, just you know, let's start from from where we need to go in terms of Demarcus Lawrence. Let's from there, and then obviously we'll go into the game and how we think it's going to turn out. That's all right.
0: Yeah, man. I'll tell you, I'm just dreaded getting on my phone this week and looking at Twitter and looking at ESPN because I'm like, well, what players out now? Because it seems like every Day this week, we get an update that another player is out for the game or a significant amount of time. Um, obviously, you know, Randy Gregory for, was first with COVID, and then you got uh, Bob Collins suspension before that, Gallup with the calf deal. Um, then now it sounds like uh, and Seki was gonna start over Terrence Steele. He had some kind of hospitalization issue to where he's not gonna play. They actually had an ambulance had to come get him from practice on Thursday. And then you know to top it all off, it sounds like Lawrence is out for eight weeks with a broken foot that that he kind of had his rookie year re broke it in practice. I guess so. Yeah, man. It just to, to me, I'm just thinking same old team. To be honest with you, I mean, it just seems like every time this franchise has been able to get momentum over the last five plus years something like this happens where they just have a rash of injuries i mean they they're going into this game today not even close to full strength that i didn't even mention you know it sounds like donovan wilson's got an issue he's Yeah he's out. Play. Yeah he's ruled out. Yeah, he, yeah. he's not going to play either so i mean we're talking starters everywhere that are going to be out um now with that said i do i will admit other than uh i think the gregory injury is probably the biggest one i know that all these Common analysts and everybody says, Oh, well, D Law is the best player on defense. Bro, me and you know better than that. D Law is not the best player on that defense. He's overrated as he can be. He's really a shell of himself now from what he's been. So I don't really look at the D Law injury as necessarily being a huge injury, but I do look at him and Gregory, you know, both being out as, as going to be a problem because. We were saying before the season, where's that pass rush going to come from? And, you know, with neither of them guys in there, now I'm looking at, you know, Dorrance Armstrong, Terrell Basham, Bradley and I. It's just a lot of unknowns right now. I mean, I'm hoping that somebody's able to step up. But, you know, the reality of the situation is we're probably not going to be able to generate much of a pass rush unless we're able to blitz today. Um, so, yeah, that that's the big one. I'm not too worried about the Gallup injury like I was telling you before. Um, you know, we're just so deep at wide receiver. I think Cedric Wilson will step into that third role. Uh, the Collins injury really hurts but they do gain Zach Martin back so I think they're going to help I think they'll help uh, Terrence Steele a lot uh, these games here going forward especially until Nseki maybe come back and play you'll probably see a tight end stay in and, and do some chipping that kind of stuff but you know having Ty Smith in there still and having Zach Martin back I think will make a big difference for Steele I just don't think they're going to ask him to do a whole lot to be honest he's just got to Hold the fort down. So, yeah, all, and, and the Donovan Wilson injury, I expect Malik Hooker to be active today. I think he'll get significant amount of playing time. Him and and Jaron Curse and Kazai, I think, you know, I, I think we'll be fine at safety. I think we're actually pretty deep at safety for the first time in years. So losing him is not going to be huge. But, yeah, the bottom line today, I'm just the, the big key with all these injuries and issues is, how are we going to be able to generate a pass rush? Because if we allow Justin Herbert to stand back there and fling that ball, it is not going to end well because the Washington football team got no pressure on him last week. I know they're high-priced offensive or defensive line, and you know everybody loves those boys, but they didn't do nothing against the Chargers last week, and, and Herbert stood back there and just picked them apart. So it's going to be interesting to see if we're able to generate any kind of pass rush and not allow
1: Herbert to kill us. Yeah, man, I um, I you know I was listening to uh, Jesse Holly from Hanging with the Boys uh, podcast on Dallas Cowboys Network, and he brought up a great point. He was like, "We're not screwed," he says, "but we're in trouble." And he said that, uh, you know, obviously we're all hanging our heads on the kid uh, Parsons to to, to basically you know just play out his mind right but what I, I agree with him every team has slotting right every team has slotting your starter for a reason your backup for a reason and your third string for a reason so all these guys that are basically going to be backups are going to be starting right so yep. they go from 20 to 25 uh, snap counts to 45 to possibly even 60 for some of the guys right and then when you rotate those guys out then you're bringing in your threes right Yep. And so I know you want to try to mix them and match them and maybe have a one, two, and three out there at the same time, but for continuity purposes, because you play together in, you know, training camp. So that's where it's just the drop off from where the ones and the twos to the threes, it, that's going to be concerning. And then when guys get up there past their snap count, what what, what are we going to get? We all don't know. You know what I'm saying? And so, man, you got to figure, like you said, that freaking Washington defensive line didn't really get pressure on this kid. So the Chargers had, and they got a great young left tackle. So looks like he's one of those guys that's going to be there for 10 plus years by an injury. So it's like, man, it, it, it's, it's golly. And it's like going into a battle, both hands tied behind your back. You can't wave a salute. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so yeah. it's like, bro, it's like, we're going to have to be on offense. We're going to have to be just, I, I mean, otherworldly to pull this out. I'm serious. I'm. Not, I just. Dak is gonna have to. I'm looking at possibly 500 yards, four touchdowns. Really. I mean. I mean. I mean. He's done it before, but I think that's the kind of performance we're gonna have to get out of this offense to just. For us to even get out of here with a win, bro. I know we're gonna have a lot of uh Cowboys fans in SoFi Stadium. It, it, I expect it to be really I was listening to some LA radio and they said there are just Cowboys fans everywhere. So I expect it to be a home game for us, but man, we gotta we gotta go in there and our offense is gonna have to save the day, bro.
0: Yeah, so a couple things with that. Um for one, I, I disagree a little bit on the offensive game plan. I think this is a Zeke Elliott game.
1: Um, you said I, that earlier this week. You did. You did. Yeah. Totally.
0: I, I, I just believe with Terrence Steele in the game. And what we know, unless he's improved vastly from last year, we know what we're going to get in Terrence Steele. And I just don't think you can allow Joey Bosa to pin his ears back one-on-one with Terrence Steele and just go. We don't love that matchup. So I really believe with Zach Martin back, we're going to have to run the ball. Uh, one thing the Washington football team did well against the Chargers last week was run the ball. I believe Gibson had like 85 uh, yards, but he only had like 15 or 16 carries. I really think Zeke's got to get 20-plus today. I think Pollard's got to get six or seven. got to keep the defense off the field because we know our defense is going to struggle today with them, you know, being down so many guys. So I just think that that running the football, keeping time of possession, that old-school cowboy way is what we need to do to win the day. Um, obviously, Dak's got to play great still. We've got to be efficient on third down. You know, if the running game's not there, then yeah, we're gonna to have to completely readjust to the passing game. But I really believe this is a game that Zeke can fight, can have success. And 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 I'll be honest. I know we were both to be to you know, you were really to be determined on Zeke. Man, if he yeah. doesn't have a great game yeah. today, if Zeke I see twenty carries for fifty yards, and I see Pollard coming in and and doing well, then then I'm gonna be out on Zeke after today. This is a game where Zeke has to perform. There's no reason why he shouldn't. Zach Martin's back. I know he doesn't have Collins, but how often do we run really behind Collins anyways? It doesn't happen much. We generally, you know, when we need yards, we run behind seventy, we run behind seventy-seven. So I expect more of the same today. So. You know, we'll, we'll see how that plans out. And then another interesting thing that I could see Dallas doing today that Broadus brought up this week, um, two guys who neither one of us love. Uh, however, both guys are pretty good at, at rushing the passer you know, do we see Jalen Smith and Leighton Vander Esch oh line up as almost like a standing-up lineman on the oh edge of blitzing? <laughs> I think you're going to see that quite a bit, to be honest. That That's really the only thing that Jalen does good is blitz. Jalen <laughs> is pretty good at getting after the passer, so I would expect you'll probably see him <laughs> in that defensive end, linebacker slight hybrid role at least – I don't know, probably 10 snaps rushing and then Vanderesh is the same way because he just plays with such emotion and just high, you know, energy. That's how Vanderesh is. I mean, he's hard. He's hard to block one-on-one as well when he's coming down at the quarterback. So, those two guys, I know we both wrote a lot of them out, but I'm telling you, both of those guys can rush the quarterback. That's probably the best thing both of them do. And I I believe there's going to be times like you said because of depth issues especially where you're going to want those guys on the field rushing the quarterback on, on key situations. So, you know, look out for that today. We we Unfortunately, we might need both of those guys to win today's game.
1: Hey, Anthony, <laughs> L- L- Layton and Jalen, guess what? Our goose is cooked. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I tried to – I'm sorry, man. When you was going <laughs> – I tried, man. Oh my goodness, man. I mean, you know what, Anthony? Maybe, maybe this is a new type. Maybe we're maybe we're gonna discover something in this game, right? Maybe we're gonna discover that. Wow, we have an actual. We we just stumbled onto something, right? But in all, actually, with reality, I'm going in thinking that no, he's gonna go through us like a hot knife through butter, man. <laughs> I just. I Oh, my God, man. I'm I'm trying to be really positive. I'm telling you right now, that kid, though, the the thing that I love about that kid is he is not going to – that kid will – if he can will us to win on defense, he will do it. That's just how much – I was so wrong about Parsons, man. I was so wrong, and I I still got to give you the credit for calling me out on that. I was so wrong about that kid. And if that kid is able to make that defense somehow comparable – and we get a win, man! Oh my god, bro! I'm gonna have to send him, add him on Twitter, and basically just sing his praises, man.
0: Yeah, definitely. And then, you know, final thoughts here on the game before I move on to some of these other games. Sure. Um, interested to what Dan Quinn does today to guard Keenan Allen, uh, Washington. Oh my fo- god, he the- kills us, bro! He does, and the Washington football team got absolutely slaughtered by Keenan Allen last oh. week. It was it was just every third down that's where Herbert was going and they had no answer. Oh. Um I'm I'm thinking that 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 we're probably gonna put Trayvon Diggs on him. That's what my gut is telling me. I just don't think Anthony Brown can hang with, with oh, Keenan Allen no, man. He, you know and also also uh you know Keenan Allen doesn't get enough credit for how good that guy is man. He's he's gotta be what Seventh, eighth best wide receiver in the league, potentially top five. I mean, that guy is just a beast every year. So uh, he does that to a lot of people. He, he kills a lot of people, but bro, he especially he, kills us.
1: Bro, he he's to the cowboys like what Ricky Rubio is to the Lakers. Ricky Rubio turns into freaking Kobe Bryant when he played the <laughs> Lakers, man, and just starts doing playing out his mind and killing Allen. You remember that game uh when when they they just killed us in uh Cowboys Stadium? Yep. And he he was bro. It of course the tackle was they, they just quit that game. The tackling was, it, was, was that Thanksgiving horrendous. Day. Was that a Thanksgiving? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was Thanksgiving Day. Anthony they, The tackling, those guys just flat out quit, man, because yep. they weren't tackling. I knew you were. I knew you about, threw up in your mouth I, man i
0: was literally calling for jason garrett's head after that game <laughs> i was like i was like jerry needs to get out here and fire him right now like those <laughs> game press conference, conferences come out and say
1: we've decided to part ways with jason garrett effective immediately man yeah that was bad bro that, that talk about ruining your turkey dinner bro that was terrible man but <laughs> um hey man yeah i look all right i'm gonna give you my pick okay I got Dallas winning. Believe it or not after all that stuff I texted you throughout the week, right? I still have Dallas winning in a shootout, 35-31, Dak leading the way.
0: All right, and my score is going to be going to be similar. I agree with you. Somehow, some way I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know if Justin Herbert's going to get abducted by aliens before the game. <laughs> I don't know if the the ghost of Jalen Smith is going to come on and get two sacks today and I'm going to have to see swiping, in my nightmares for the next week. I don't know how it's going to happen, but I think Dallas is going to pull the win out. I'm going to go 31 to 30. I think Greg Zerloin is going to kick the game winner as Thomas oh, Byers God, Rick, and, and kind of right the ship from last week and, And Dallas is going to be one and one. Um, But honestly, that's my pick. I'm picking the Cowboys because they're my team. But like I told you, man, honestly, if Dallas loses this game and goes 0-2, I'm honestly not all that overly concerned because what I've seen from the rest of the NFC East over the last, you know, now week and a half after that just miserable game on Thursday night, um, you know, and Dallas has Philadelphia next week at home. So I'm – anticipating that even if we do go into I still think we're fine. I'm not going to overreact, but I'm going to pick Dallas to uh,
1: to win that game. Absolutely, and I will be in big D thanks to my lovely wife. I'll be in big D with some friends of ours, some close friends of ours here in Georgia and uh yeah, man, you know I'm going to be hitting you up FaceTime and you in, in before the game actually because I know you work later, but uh yeah, man, that that's I'm nervous about Jalen Smith, too. I mean, excuse me, uh, Jalen Hurt. So just to let you know there, bro. We we have to – I agree with you. I definitely agree with you about our division. You know, uh, I, I I think that we just can't – you know, and if we do lose today, it won't be an NFC loss because, you, de- you know, you definitely want to get down to tiebreakers and all this crazy stuff. You definitely want to be on the winning side of that. So I agree with you, man. But I, let's, just, let's just hope we get a Cowboys win, man, because we need one bad, man.
0: Yeah, yeah, before we start, you know, going on to our picks here and, and kind of going around robbing through the NFL for, for week two, let um, let's uh, let me get your thoughts on Thursday night. Um, man, I didn't watch much of it, obviously, because I was at work. I know you were probably working as well, so I'm not sure how much you saw, but I did see the highlights. Bro, my takeaway is the Washington football team and the New York Giants, neither one of those teams are very good. That's kind of how I
1: took away from that. What are your thoughts, man? Yeah, I didn't get to watch it either. Our internet went out, man, and I was just uh, whatever. I was acting like a little kid. But anyway, um, I, yeah, I didn't get to see it. But you know, I did. You know, uh, followed up with the highlights on uh, Friday, and there were no highlights. You know, and the Heineke kid, Heineke kid. Um, I think he does have something. You know, what I'm saying in terms of at least making them a comparable uh, offensive team. But yeah, you're right. If we can't beat To me now, I think our threat is the Eagles just based off of what I've seen, you know? But um yeah, um in the in the Redskins defense, if you can if you can just kind of withstand that line and that pressure, there's some opportunities after that. You know what I'm saying? So so uh yeah, I agree with you. I I think we're in a great spot and yeah, the NFC least as we call it is probably going to be that again this year.
0: Agree, man. So a couple of my thoughts, a couple thoughts that I got for that. All right. First of all, since Jason Garrett was hired in the Giants, they have averaged 17 points a game uh, since the beginning of last year, which is dead last in the NFL by quite a bit. So their offense is terrible. They got 29 points on Washington somehow and they still lost the game. So the bottom line is I don't believe in Danny Jones. He's done. I think after this year, the Giants are going to go a different direction. That kid just doesn't have it. So the the Giants just aren't very good. Jason Garrett, Danny Jones, nah, that's a that's a 5-12 football team all day. So I just disqualify them immediately because they got JG and Danny Jones. Then I look over at the Washington football team side, man – they really could not generate much pass rush on Thursday either. So they had three sacks um, against uh, the Giants. They hardly didn't get any against the Chargers. And I'm just telling you what everybody's saying here in, in Washington country where I live, man, Chase Young so far, him and me have the same amount of sacks after two games, which is nothing. So Chase Young has been a complete, you know, put him on the side of a milk carton. We don't know Mm. where he's at, MIA, so it's crazy, man, and he's not even generating pressure, so I don't know. The the talk around here is that he maybe went a little Hollywood, maybe started smelling himself a little bit, didn't take the offseason seriously, and potentially came in a little bit out of shape, so that's something to keep an eye on going forward. You know, for whatever reason, the media really jumped on this kid as being that next J.J. Watt type of guy where Mm -hmm. he had a good year last year. but if you look at his numbers, he wasn't like spectacular, but they just gravitated towards him for whatever reason. And I think Chase is maybe feeling himself just a little bit. So I think he'll he'll he's a young player. He'll turn it around. But not a lot of good uh, things happening about Chase Young right now here in Washington. He's kind of getting killed in the tabloids around here. Um, and then last thought on Washington bro. So I got the schedule up right now. I've been going over this. i got a lot of fans that are Washington uh, friends that are Washington fans around the area. Mm-hmm. So that game was such a must win against the Giants last week because they go to Buffalo next week. Ooh. Right. And that's probably not a win. Then they go to Atlanta. That's a winnable game. Then they've got New Orleans, the Chiefs, and the Packers back-to-back-to-back weeks. We just saw what the Saints did. And then you're talking Mahomes and Rodgers back-to-back weeks. Then they go to Denver, which is Mm. always tough for an East Coast team. And then the GOAT comes to Washington, Brady. So over the next, like, six weeks, they play Josh Allen. Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, and Aaron Rodgers. Probably the top four best quarterbacks in the NFL they play. And then, you know, after that, they got a Seattle visit uh, coming up after that with Russ. And then, obviously, two games against us in three weeks, uh, once on December 12th, and then the day after Christmas on the 26th. So, you know, two out of – we get them, you know – twice real close out of December. So that Washington schedule is absolutely brutal, man. And I'm sorry, but Taylor Heineke's not beating Josh Allen. He's not beating Mahomes. He's not beating Brady. He ain't beating Russell Wilson. It's just not happening. So I really believe that the Washington football team is probably – better than uh the the eagles but i agree with your assessment i think the eagles are the next closest competition just due to scheduling because that washington team is probably gonna go i'd venture to say they might go seven and ten this year and that's that's you know that's being, being generous giving i'm being very generous so you know we'll, we'll see how it goes but i agree with your premise i think it's dallas and philly's division to win this year
1: yeah yeah excellent recap <clears throat> yeah man and um Um, So let's go around the NFL. Let's let's line up all the games, give our thoughts and see what we got here. Uh, I'll start off. Let's go Bengals Bears with Bengals at the Bears. We got the battle of one young, promising quarterback who's actually playing uh, Joe Burrow, who you really, really like. And we got uh, Andy Dalton in the Bears. And, you know, I'm being very facetious when I say Andy Dalton in the Bears, because it should be just should be Justin Fields in the Bears, you know? Yeah, so uh, I got a fourteen parlay
0: this Ooh, this week for my betting okay. here, a thirty dollar bet, and uh, you know it's gonna pay out about three hundred bucks if I can get all four of these games right. Uh, and this was one game that I've got uh, in my parlay. Uh, I've got the Bengals winning this game, and the bottom line is is that I've got the Bengals winning with nothing else because I think Joe Burrow is better than Andy Dalton, and that's oh, yeah. really what the bottom line is. I know a lot of people are saying. Andy Dalton revenge game right here. Come on, man. Oh, Andy Dalton couldn't have a revenge game against his middle school team at this stage <laughs> of his career. He is awful. I mean, last week I was embarrassed for how bad he played last week. Really? We were both texting that game against the Rams. I'm like, bro, the bears actually aren't that bad. They're hanging tough, but they just, every time the game was close Dalton would do just, you just make a terrible throw. Couldn't, couldn't, you know, complete a third down. Just didn't look good at all. Held the ball forever. Yeah, Andy don't have it no more. Justin Fields needs to be playing. I don't know what the hell the Bears are doing. So they're throwing Dalton in. So I'm taking Burrow to win that game today.
1: Wow. Same here. I got the Bengals big. That's all I'm gonna say. Bengals big, man. <laughs> um, let's go Texans and Browns. Texans at the Browns. That's a one o'clocker. What do you got there, man?
0: Uh Cleveland. I got Cleveland winning that game today as well. Just think they're better than Houston. Uh I got some money on that game as well. That's a 13 and a half point spread, by the way, which is yeah. crazy in the NFL. So yep. I'm taking yep. the Texans and the points on the, with the spread because anytime you give me 13 and a half points in the NFL, I'm taking the points. I don't care. I don't care who's playing on the other side. That's way yeah. too many points. But ultimately, Browns should be mad about what happened to them last week because they should have won last week. So I expect them to kind of take it out on the Texans today, and I think they'll win.
1: Yeah, man, I'm going to go to old Lee Corso here. Closer than the experts think, man. I just think it's something about the Texans, man. It's 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 like uh, Bill Simmons says, it's that Ewan theory. Remember when Ewan left the Knicks and the Knicks were very competit- competitive. Competitive. Yeah, so we'll see, man. We'll see, but uh, I think it'll be a little closer. But I got Cleveland in the win. Rams versus Colts. Old oh, Carson Wentz game.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm going to actually take the Colts and upset in that. Wow. Game. I didn't like what I saw from the Rams last week, man. Wow. I, I thought that they're a lot better than the the bears and they didn't. I mean, the game was close throughout the game and Dalton just, if, if there was, I'm telling you, if I think if Fields played that game last week, the Rams would have lost. I really believe that. I think the bears could have beat the Rams had fields been in. And I just think the Rams, I think they're smelling themselves a little bit. Now they're traveling to Indy going on the road. I think Indy will play a lot better. I know they played terrible last week. I just I don't know. I feel an upset. Maybe I'm giving a lot of credit to that Colts defense because that's what I, you know, I've seen in the past. But I'm just gonna go an upset and say the Colts get it done today.
1: Wow. Wow. Yeah. I'm 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 gonna go Rams. I just I just don't believe in Carson, man. I I, I think that with Jalen, you know, Jalen Ramsey in that backfield, they're still pretty tight back there. Um I I I'm going with the Rams, man. But I do have some concerns too. You know, I, let's let's see how it plays out. But I'm still going with the Rams. Bills at Miami. Josh versus
0: Tua. Uh, I got the Bills big today. I think Ooh. they are going to be mad at how they came out and performed last week. They should have won that game against Pittsburgh, and they just you know they laid an egg. I'm going to take it out on Tua today. Um, and I've my first time I've ever said this, man. Even though it wasn't a win last week, I think you're right, man. I think you're right on Tua. I don't think he's the guy. I love Brian Flores so much, but if I'm uh, if I'm Miami, I'm making a trade for Deshaun Watson like right now because I just I watched a lot of that game with him and Mac Jones outplayed him last week. That's just yeah. the bottom yeah. line. Yeah. Even though the Dolphins won the game, the Dolphins have a better team right now than New England does. But Tua's just not that guy. So I'm thinking Josh Allen's just going to be all over the Dolphins today. And I think their defense is just going to just be all over Tua. So I'm going to Bill's big
1: yeah, man, uh, you know, I same way, Bill's big, and, and Tua caught lightning in the bottle in that national championship game here, in the, uh, which was the old Georgia Dome, and he lived off of that, got drafted, and I'm not mad at the kid, but he's not an NFL quarterback. Backup, maybe, it's kind of like the Marcus Mariota-type syndrome, you know what I'm saying? And I yep. think Tua will eventually be, if not this year, going into next year, and However long he's in the NFL, I think he'll be. I think he'll be a career backup. You know, yeah. Hey, man, uh, Patriots versus the Jets. That's a one o'clocker, man, and I'm I'm really pumped for that game. Who you got?
0: Yeah, that's going to be a really good game. Two great young quarterbacks, but I'm going to go with New England. Um, just think they got got more talent around them than the Jets do. I like Zach Wilson a lot. I thought he played really good last week. But I just don't think the Jets know how to win quite yet. So I'll take Bill Belichick and his experience and his you know uh, guru expertise in that game. I think the Patriots will, will get a win there. But it'll be closer than what a normal – Patriots Jets game has been over the last few years
1: yeah yeah you're right yeah I like Bill Bill's very tough on rookie quarterbacks even though that Wilson kid does have some talent Um, I like Mac Jones and you're right he definitely outplayed Tua last week and uh, yeah so I think the Patriots will win that one but I still think overall it's going to be entertaining because I just like to see the battle between two young promising quarterbacks you know
0: yeah, definitely. All right. Uh 49ers Eagles. This is one I really got circled for one o'clock,
1: man. Who you got? Oof. Man. <laughs> Believe it or not, I got the Eagles in the upset, bro. I just for whatever reason, that crazy coach they got, man. <laughs> for whatever reason, those guys are buying in, man. And the 49ers to me, yeah, they got the you know they got Kyle Shanahan. I still don't think Kyle and Jimmy are on the same. I just don't think he believes in Jimmy uh Garoppolo. Um you know, listening to all the reports and everything, Kyle Shanahan really wanted Mac Jones, but I think the pressure of, you know, for whatever reason didn't work out. But I just got the Eagles, man. I thought the Eagles looked better, and I was concerned, even though um the 49ers beat Detroit, which they should have, I was concerned that uh, Detroit, you know, was possibly in the running for actually tying that thing up and taking it overtime. So that's got me a little concerned. And then the Niners still, you know, they got a bunch of, a rash of injuries also. So I got the Eagles in the upset.
0: Yeah. It's the same old Niners, unfortunately, um, just injured out beyond belief after week one, which kind of, you know, stinks, but, Ultimately, I'm taking the Niners to win the day. I just think this is how the NFL works, man. A, guy, a team will come out week one that we don't expect, will come out like bombshells, and then we'll be like, man, look at that squad. Then week two, they throw up an L, and it's like they get brought back down to, to earth. I've just seen it happen way too much. I just don't believe that the Eagles are that good. I think it was more along the lines of bad Atlanta than good Philly and a little bit of week one, just kind of, you know, stuff like that happens in week one. So I'm going to take the Niners to win. I think the run game, even though Mostert's out, they've still got Trey Sermon. They've got a pretty good uh, group. They can always run the ball with Kyle Shanahan. I just think they'll be able to run the ball good enough. And I still, I like, I like everything about Jalen Hurts, except for, I like his poise. I like, you know, his intangibles. I just don't love his arm right now. I don't know, man. So, I I, I just – we'll see. The, the jury's still out, but I just don't quite believe it hurts yet enough to win this game, so I'm going to go the Niners.
1: Yeah, and that's fair. They, that, that's absolutely fair on Jalen. You're not crushing him. You just need to see more. So that's absolutely fair. Kind
0: of like the early back for you, man. Yeah, I'm going to throw that up, man.
1: It's, it's true, funny. though, man. Dude, dude. dude like, you used to be on me like, <laughs> I, well, you, as soon as I post something, you would be on me, man.
0: <laughs> nah, it's not. It's not. I really. That's kind of how I am with Jalen, honestly. Like, I got to see. I need to see more of it. He played good last year, but not great. He was phenomenal last week. I'll give him all the credit in the world. Played amazing last week. I just need to see more of it. So uh, we'll see uh, another one o'clock game that I've got circled here. The Raiders coming off that big upset on Monday night. Uh, they go to Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, the big upset in Buffalo last week. So who you got there? Anthony, I got the Raiders in the
1: upset, man. I think Gr- John Gruden is so crazy that he can have this team ready to go. And the Raiders are not going to be they they're gonna They're going to. They're just gonna play. They they don't play normal football. You know what I'm saying? And and I think yeah, I know the Steelers. I got a guy on my job. Uh, he's a huge Steeler fan, and he brought up a good point. You know, um, the the fans in Pittsburgh hadn't seen their team in two years. You know what I'm saying? Based on COVID and stuff like that. And he just thinks that 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 team's gonna be absolutely pumped. And uh, but I still got the Raiders, man. For whatever reason, I got the Raiders winning this game. Now I could be wrong, but I got the Raiders.
0: Yeah, it's tough for me because I didn't expect a lot of either of these teams before the year. I'm going to say the Steelers win uh, because I think they're going to crumble down the stretch when they got to play Baltimore twice, they got to play the Browns twice. So I think they're going to start off 2-0 and that'll get their fan base high. Then for the inevitable crash to come. And, and the reason I'm picking the Steelers with nothing else, man, is I just don't believe in John Gruden. We've seen this from Gruden since he's been back in the Raiders. They'll get a big win, and everybody will be like, all right, man, he's starting to write this ship. And then he just absolutely falls apart, and they lose two or three games in a row. So I don't believe in John Gruden. I don't believe in Derek Carr. I don't believe in Mayock. I literally believe in nothing but the Raiders. I have zero faith in any of them. So I'm picking Pittsburgh to win that game, but I think it'll be close. Um and then the next last one o'clock game that I really was looking at is where is it here
1: the Saints and the Panthers
0: man what do you got on that one
1: Man first of all did you see that freaking that that tiger or that panther that they have when at the start of the game
0: <laughs> Yeah is that's that crazy creepy or,
1: bro that was awesome though man but that, that was nice man I got believe it or not man I got the Saints in the upset man um I know they're favored, but just with Carolina being at home and with the Saints, you know, obviously they, I, I thought they played really above their heads, although the Packers didn't show up. But I still got the Saints. I like, I, I, I like Jameis, man. It's just something about that kid, where way he's just, I like Jameis, man. And I, I think the Saints have the chops to pull it out, man.
0: Agreed. Um, remember, I said during our preview, uh, NFL preview pod, I said, I believe in Matt Rule, and I think that the the, the Panthers are going to compete.
1: And yeah, he's I really it's good gonna coach.
0: Be, yeah, he is, and I think it's going to be close today. Uh, it's not going to be a blowout by any means. Matt Rule will have his team prepared and ready to go, but ultimately I just think the Saints are just better than the Panthers right now. So even though the game is at Carolina, I think Jameis will come in. He'll do good enough to win, and, and they'll get the win. But I do got to say one thing uh, before we move on from that was very impressed with how good Sam Darnold played last week. So I have my eye on that kid. Sometimes a change of scenery for these young guys. And, and let's be honest, that Jets organization with that coach, that was a dumpster fire that he really was in. But yeah, you know, he just was. So for him to have the change of scenery in Carolina, look out, man, because Sam Darnold's got the – he's got enough arm talent. Uh, all the skill set is there for him to be an NFL quarterback. So, you know, who knows, man, maybe the Panthers hit on something.
1: Yeah, and believe it or not, Sam's only 22 now. Exactly. Yeah, he's only 22 years old and just turned 22. So, yeah, I agree with you. But Matt Rule's a great coach, man. And the Panthers are going to be – the Panthers are going to come calling here pretty soon, man, and they're going to be tough to beat. Is Darnold their guy? What do you – gut, gut, what's your guts on yeah. Gut, he's gut, I baguette. don't think so. I think he's their guy to get them through this phase. But I think Matt Rule has his eyes set on something bigger, you know, just kind of what I've known about him and that owner. They're very, very methodical about how they're going to – they're methodical but aggressive. And um, I, I would say if Donald's their true guy, he's taking them to the Super Bowl. And I don't necessarily see that right now,
0: you know. I don't see that either. But I think – man, I could really see him going – eight, nine, something this year, be a mid-level team. Right. If that's the case, I think you got to let Darnold at least have a
1: couple more years
0: Yeah, and see if he can build this thing. So I'm very intrigued in there. Gotcha. All right, so now we go on 4 o'clock. Uh, we, got we got one more idea.
1: 1 o'clock game, the Broncos and the Jaguars. Yeah, I was skipping over that <laughs> one. <laughs> I know you were because you, you don't like Urban Meyer. I Look, like man, you yeah,
0: yeah, this is what I got. I got the Broncos big. Because Urban Meyer is terrible. He is so freaking bad. There's already reports out. That he look, this clown is literally making his team after preseason losses. He was make taking over team the drills, position drills, basically making the players run more after a preseason loss. He's such like a high school meathead coach. It's not even funny. I mean, that team is so they're already out on him. I read that Trevor Lawrence is already going to the owner, kind of like, are are we for real here with this guy? Wow. Urban Myers one and done. They're gonna be awful this year. Remember, I said before the when we did our picks that we said Detroit and uh, Houston would be battling for that number one overall pick. Right, nah, man, Jacksonville's got a stranglehold on that thing because Urban <laughs> Meyer's gonna go like two and fifteen. He's gonna get fired. So, oh man, Broncos that's awesome. big.
1: <laughs> there you go. I got the Broncos big too, and they, hey, I like what. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater has brought to that Broncos team. I, I think the Broncos are going to be a team that I think my wildcard prediction for the Broncos is going to be in play all year.
0: Yeah, I, I thought about you last week. Uh, Teddy played great against the Giants. I, I love Teddy, against the Giants. Um, my wildcard team's the Chargers. So, you know, they might be starting off 2-0 and today after they play our Cowboys, too. So both our wildcard teams are looking solid here <laughs> early in the year. There you but go. Very impressed with Teddy. All right, so then 4 o'clock, uh, Atlanta, Tampa Bay. You live in Atlanta, so I'm a, you know in the Atlanta area. Not in Atlanta, but in the Atlanta area. So you got some insider info on the Falcons. Are they just as bad as we thought they are last week? Do they have any shot at hanging with the Bucs today, or is this just going to be a total blowout?
1: This is gonna be a blowout, man. Guys are out on Matt. I mean, excuse me, Matt Ryan. I, I even butchered the guy's name, so that tells you, what, what, yeah, nah, man. This, they're talking about how do we let Fields get away? They're talking about why do we draft Pitts? I mean, bro, they are out on the freaking Falcons, man, and uh, the goats gonna come in and, and and really rub their noses in it. So I got Tampa big, big, man. It <laughs> could. You know,
0: when these quarterbacks, it's crazy when they, you know, to use the the dummy, Max Coleman's uh, phrase, when these guys fall off a cliff, man. Matt Ryan, he is terrible. <laughs> God, he is terrible now. Like, I thought he maybe still had a little bit something there. There is nothing there. He is done. Um, they are staring a four and, what would that be, four and 13 year right into the face. And they've got to move on from that guy next year. You're right. I saw all the stuff last week. They're showing all these videos on Twitter of about rides looking terrible. And the comments are like, well, thank God we drafted a tight end with the number four overall pick. And I'm like, yeah, man, that's not fair to Pitts, though. Pitts it's is a not, generational no, talent, and yeah. Pitts is going to get his. But, you know, the thing that I was kind of looked over is, They got to find ways to get that kid the ball, man. I mean, yeah, Kyle Pitts is – when he gets the ball in his hand, he's not your traditional tight end. He gets a screen or a two, three-yard pass. That kid has so much yard-after-catch ability, playmaking ability, that he could take a three-yard screen. He could take it to the house. So – I was I was really shocked that they didn't find ways to get him the ball last week. So I think Atlanta's gonna get blown out today too. Tampa's already in midseason form, but they gotta find. That's just my takeaway. Yeah, Matt Ryan's done, but they gotta find some ways to get Kyle Pitts the football, man. And let him make plays because we know how good that kid is.
1: Yeah, 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 man. The buck, I mean, yeah, the buck's big, big.
0: Yeah, yeah, but get Pitts the ball. That's what we want. Um, all right, Vikings, Cardinals. That's an intriguing matchup. Cardinals looked great last week. Vikings looked like same old Vikings. Um, I'm going Cardinals pretty big in that one. And I may be underestimated the Cardinals. They came out amazing last week. Chandler Jones had five freaking sacks. I mean, looked like a world beater. So, I don't know how that's going to, you know, how that's going to play out for the rest of the year, but I do know one thing. The Vikings looked like the Vikings last week. They looked terrible. They lost the game. Kirk Cousins looked like Kirk Kurt Cousins, like he often does. So um, we got in this one. I'm going Cardinals.
1: Man, I'm going Cardinals big. I like you're right. I think we underestimated. Although, did I no? I don't know. I don't think so. I'll go back and check. But uh no, I, I like what the Cardinals uh man, they just exploded on the Titans last week and uh Chandler Jones. Oh my goodness, man. Five sacks. Kyler Murray looked just 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 bouncy all over the place. And uh, uh uh, the Christian Kirk, along with uh, Nuke Hopkins, and man, they just got weapons everywhere. And that kid, remember um, Isaiah Simmons for Clemson? Yep. Oh man, he's really starting to 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 be that hybrid safety linebacker, DN type of guy for the Cardinals, where they play them all over the field. The Cardinals look really good, and the Vikings are terrible. I think they're out on. Zimmer and they also out on the quarterback. So I, I I see a bad year for the Vikings and I got the Cardinals big.
0: Yeah, that defense for Arizona is what really surprised me. Um, you know, you got Chandler Jones doing his thing. Uh Buda Baker is what? I mean, he's I like probably what
1: I like Buddha, bro. Yeah, he's probably a top.
0: He might be a top five player on just on defense in the NFL right now. He's that good. Yeah. So I I just think he just makes a he just changes the whole life for that defense. One player just changes it all, and that's pretty much what he did. So yeah, I I, I'm very high on the Cardinals. I didn't pick them to go to the playoffs just because of how hard their division is, but very impressed last week. And man, I I just you know, Kirk's got to win that game last week. I know you're playing Burrow. But come on, man. The Vikings are a lot more talented than the Bengals are. The Bengals are historically a franchise that loses. They don't know how to win. They're a young team. If you're in in this stage in Kirk's career, he has to win that game in overtime last week. And he just didn't get the job done. That's just the bottom line. He didn't play good enough to win. Should have never gone to overtime. Dalvin Cook fumbled in overtime to give the Bengals kind of life, but... I just, I'm just so out on Kirk, man. He is awful. I know a lot of these Redskins, or I'm sorry, Washington football team fans around here are saying, "Hey, man, Kirk might be available next year. Maybe." As a Cowboy fan, please bring Kirk back to Washington. Please do, because if exactly. you bring Kirk back to Washington, that means I don't have to worry about your franchise winning while he's there. Because he just, I, I'm so done with him, man. He is terrible.
1: Exactly. Hey, wait, Anthony, you didn't talk about Captain America.
0: Who's the Captain America? Who's that?
1: JJ Watt.
0: Oh my God! No, I don't want to, yeah, you know, you noticed Chandler Jones had five five sacks last week. How many did JJ have?
1: JJ's been, washed, man. He, he is washed.
0: so washed. And then and then uh, everybody's, everybody else was hitting me. They said, oh, man, well, look at A.J. Green. I love how you mentioned Christian Kirk. You didn't mention A.J. Green, did you? You know why? Because he had, like, one catch for 20 yards last week. That's why. He is so done. Like, I can't believe he's still in the league. It's unreal. My prediction is he'll be hurt. He'll hurt a hamstring today. That's my prediction. A.J. Green will go out with a hamstring injury today. Man,
1: I hope not. I got a special place in my heart for A.J., man. he uh, He's down uh, from the area where I grew up at. He's a good kid, man. But, yeah, he just – injuries really, really robbed this kid. Of what His he body is care. done, man. Yeah, yeah, he he's done. He looks good, but you know what I'm saying. You can look like that, but it doesn't apply to the football field. I yes. always – that's one of the things I always believe with Michael Irvin. A guy can look good, but that – you may look good, but it doesn't apply to football skills. So, yeah, man. But, uh I, yeah. I, 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 I like I, AJ too, but he's – JJ Watt thing in there, man. Oh, God, I can't stand J.J. And
0: A.J. Green, I like him, too. But at this point of his career, he's stealing money from the Cardinals. I mean, he just, got he just doesn't have on. it anymore. I like him, too, but he, just, he did great. He was a great player in his prime. He's just – I don't need to see him out there anymore. It's, it's just – it's sad, really. Does he have um, the ski
1: mask on, Anthony? Oh, he
0: does, man. He's got a ski mask on with two knives, one in his head, just robbing money from the Cardinals, man. <laughs> Just robbing money. <laughs> all right, uh, all right. This four thirty game, another one here that that is intriguing, and then obviously Sunday night games, really intriguing. But last four thirty game, the Titans and the Seahawks. That one doesn't intrigue me as much as it seems to be intriguing. Intriguing all the analysts. Who you got?
1: Man, I got the Seahawks big. Man, <laughs> please. <laughs> yeah, the Titans. Uh, I, I I I think that. Uh, What's his face? Uh, Ray bro, pulling out the old, I'm going to call out Julio Jones, was a desperate move, and I think it's going to backfire, man. And I'm going to tell you, Derrick Henry looks done. I, I'm just telling you, bro, he couldn't get in from the three-yard line, man. I know the Cardinals' defense was on fire, and uh, but but uh, when you go deep dive on the freaking uh, Titans, I think Derrick Henry's used up. I may be overreacted. I'm going to play close attention to this game just to see how he does. But I got the Seahawks big, man. I, I, you're, I'm intrigued by your pick of the Seahawks, too. Yeah,
0: I think at Seattle, the 12s are going to be rocking. They really haven't been – they didn't get to see much football last year either. I don't know if Seattle ever opened up. It might have been an empty stadium all year. It honestly. was. It was empty. It, yeah, so the 12s are going to be rocking today for the first time in basically two years. I just think Seattle's too much. And, you know, kind of like I said with the earlier game where I just think Joe Burrow's better than Andy Dalton, I just think Russell Wilson's better than Ryan Tannehill. So, so, and it ain't even close. I I think the Titans are teetering on this is going to be a swing year for them. In reality, what should happen for the Titans long-term, they should really stink this year, get a good draft pick, and kind of rebuild that thing back up a little bit. But what's probably going to happen, we talked about the division so bad, they're probably going to end up winning the division by default like 8-9 and, and or 9-8 and eight and just get, get you know, bounced out in the first round. I just – I think the Titans have been one player away the last several years being really good. Unfortunately, that player is the quarterback position. They just you're, – you're not going to win a Super Bowl with Ryan Tannehill. I just – refuse to believe that, that that's going to happen. So, um, yeah, man, I'm out on the Titans. I think the Seahawks going to win big today.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man, absolutely.
0: Uh, that showdown Sunday night, man, you got the Kansas City Chiefs coming to Baltimore. Um, again, I kind of live in this middle area between D.C. and Baltimore. So, man, Lamar is getting roasted in the tabloids for that fumble
1: this week. Um, who you got in that game? That's going to be a good one. I got the Chiefs big, and the reason why is because for whatever reason Mahomes has when he plays the uh Ravens, he just absolutely humiliates the Ravens because you know their people are kind of putting Lamar in his in 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 uh, Mahome's uh neighborhood and no what is what has Lamar done besides make all these splash plays and all that I got I got the Chiefs big. Yeah, I do as well. Um, I think the Ravens are another
0: team, kind of like the Titans, that are teetering on they're not that good, but they're just good enough to win some games. It's kind of that mediocrity level of the NFL. And then, you know, we talked last week about how I think Mahomes is so Hollywood. I think it's going to hurt him down the stretch. But I think it helps him in these primetime games. He really loves these primetime games because he gets to be – all eyes on Mahomes. So I think he'll end up playing really good tonight. And I think they'll they'll win. I don't think it's going to be huge because it is in Baltimore. And I think that crowd will be, you know, pretty loud. I think they'll be getting on, on Mahomes. But I think the weather's storm early. They'll pull away and probably win by 10 or something like that. But
1: definitely got the Chiefs winning that game. Gotcha, gotcha. What about Monday Night Football, man? You got uh, the Lions and the Packers.
0: Yeah, this is intriguing because I it, all all my football knowledge tells me the Packers are going to win this game. They're going to revenge game. They're going to be pissed off from the embarrassment last week, and they're going to take it out on a Detroit team that's just not very good. But I'm going to be honest; I don't think Green Bay's that good, man. I just think I just think the internal issues that that Aaron Rodgers has with that franchise kind of showed its head last week um and, and kind of that that's what happened in the 38-3 to loss I think it was a lot of Rodgers playing bad a lot of Rodgers saying well I don't need to practice because I'm that good didn't need to play in the preseason didn't do much in camp I just think there's internal issues with the Packers and I'm gonna pick Detroit to win the game tomorrow I don't know how it's gonna happen because golf's not very good the Lions aren't a very good team at all but I just think in a sloppy division game, the Lions somehow pull it out, really low scoring, like 21 to 20. But I don't know. I just have a bad feeling about this Green Bay squad.
1: Yeah, same here. And the thing about the Lions, if you if you think about it, um, with them coming back against the 49ers, that was Green Bay's worst nightmare. Yep. Because now – uh, that meathead Campbell can say, as long as we fight and, sc- and claw and scratch and gouge eyes out and bite kneecaps and all that stuff, he's going to basically have those guys ready to go. And I think they're just going to, I think they're going to play. This is going to be kind of like their Super Bowl for them. And I, I think they're going to upset the Packers. I'm right with you, man. I think the Packers go down tomorrow. Yeah. And if the Packers lose that game,
0: to Oh, Troy, man, get ready. We think we've seen Aaron Rodgers complain. Um, you're not going to hear. I mean, it's going to be really crazy if they don't yep. win that game tomorrow night. And and you know the the thing is, Green Bay that has to turn around and go to uh, San Francisco on Sunday. Oh. I believe Sunday night or something like that next week. So yeah, Sunday night. So that uh, uh, that's crazy, man. It's going to be uh, it's going to be crazy.
1: Yeah, man, yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely going to be crazy. Man, so excited about NFL regardless, bro, so I can't wait to this day. Hey, let's, Um, if you don't mind, I want to, you know, it's getting that time of the year. I think baseball has about 15 games left in the regular season, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, no, about 13. And so I've been, you know, I, that's when I start to kind of pay attention, and Anthony, for baseball's sake, I'm telling you, for baseball's sake. They cannot have a World Series of Tampa Bay versus San Francisco Giants, bro. Those are the two best teams. I know the Dodgers have all the players, but when you look at it, San Francisco has base, San Francisco is the best team in the freaking NL, bro. And I just think for baseball's sake, they got to hope the Dodgers are at least playing in the World Series. And I, I'm good with Tampa Bay because they're a good, exciting young team. What, what are your thoughts, man? Have you been – kind of looking at baseball a little bit.
0: Yeah, man. I've been following it pretty decent. Um, I still think the Dodgers are the best team, even though they're they're only two games back. Yeah, of, they're two games back. Giants, so but I just think when they get to the playoffs with the you know with them being able to throw Scherzer and them guys out there, it's just sure. gonna be that they're gonna be really a really tough out in the playoffs. Um, another team not to sleep on is the Brewers. The Brewers have a great bullpen and yeah. they've got a pretty good starting rotation and they can hit. So I think the NL is going to come down to the Dodgers, the Dodgers, Giants, Brewers. One of those three teams. All the AL East teams just aren't very good. It's really tight between the Phillies and the Braves right now. Yeah, yeah. going to win that division, but man, the, the the Braves, unfortunately, they might sneak the division out, but their goose was cooked when they're uh, oh yeah oh when when God. Okuda yeah. got hurt that that, yeah. that that you know that just killed them. Yeah. So they're kind of just in there and see what they got for next year type of thing. So that's kind of the NL. I still believe the Dodgers will will get there. I think they're going to win it. Uh, in the American League, I think the AL is going to be tighter than you think. We've seen this from Tampa Bay before where they put a young team that's really, really good, and then yeah. they get to the playoffs, and they can't win in the playoffs because they don't have the experience. So I've actually got Houston as the team that I believe is going to come out of the American League. Houston's just been there before. They're so tenured, and I think they're so uh, hungry to prove that with that whole scandal with the that's videotaping and all that yeah, stuff, I just think that team is hungry to, to prove that, you know, yeah, we they might have had some of that going on, but that's not why we won. We won because we were good. And I think the Astros are going to be, you know, really hungry to get that. But also don't sleep on the White Sox. I yeah, I'm about to say Larusa, baby, La Yep, last time we talked about the, the, the baseball, it's probably been about a month, and I said, you know, don't sleep on the White Sox team, man. They're a really good team, and, and I still believe that. I think they're one of the best teams. So I, if I had to pick right now, I'd go the Dodgers versus the Astros. Wow, but that'd be
1: pretty good too. With the That, uh, that, that would yeah. be
0: phenomenal. But honestly, if the Dodgers can get in in the NL, and I believe that's going to be the case, I really – yeah, you're right. The Major League doesn't need a Tampa in. They need either the Astros or the White Sox. The White Sox because that's a storage franchise who hasn't been a winner in a long time. That's yep. who I'm pulling for, honestly. I'd love to see the White Sox get to the World Series this year, um, and that's kind of what I, what I think is going to happen. Uh, on the flip side of that, since we're talking baseball here, I'll go ahead and mention uh, the worst team in the major leagues is my Orioles. They have 101 losses now, 47 and 101, oh. so they are terrible. But on the bright side of that, uh, they did have rookie uh, Ryan Mountcastle hit his 30th home run uh, yesterday or the day before that. So the only other rookie Oriole that's ever hit uh, 20, the most was 29, and out was Kyle back in 82. So now the, you know, they got a 30 home run rookie. So even though they're a terrible team and they're the worst team in the majors, the Orioles actually have some young, pretty good young talent, especially uh, at the plate. The, the pitching is still not very good to say the least, uh, but Baltimore does have the number one farm system. You know, according to the experts, they've got the number one minor league uh, farm team in, in the majors. So, I know we're the worst team in the league right now, man, but I'm holding out hopes that we're like two years away from being back
1: to what Baltimore deserves, man. So I've got eye hopes. Gotcha. Yeah. Things are looking up for the old olds. And another thing to keep an eye on too. Um, I saw where Machado and Tatis got into a little dust up there, you know, yes. it's, and, and I think uh, Machado is basically echoing what the team feels that Tatis, he's really good, but is it really about him? Cause the Padres have, Talk about fall off a cliff. You ever watch the Prices Right back in the days when they had that little thing and that little <laughs> thing make a little weird noise? You, and ay dude. That, yep. yeah, yeah, that's the Padres. And you can just see that the team is probably a little bit fed up with, uh, with Tatis, you know. Even though Tatis is talented, I just thought that was something to keep an eye on, you know.
0: Yeah, and for whatever reason, Machado is one of these guys that Everything he does, the media loves to just crush him for. I'm not sure why he was like that when he was in Baltimore. I'm not sure why he gets the bad rap he does, but Machado just, you know, for whatever reason in the media's eyes, Machado kind of gets blasted a lot. But, yeah, I like what he did. I thought he showed some leadership. And, you know, just he's a young player, he'll learn from it. So, right and the the padres just they're just too young man they're just not ready to win at this time that's why they fall off the cliff it was predictable um last thing i want to talk to you about before we get off here just kind of transition back to the nfl mm-hmm. um so what do you think and this is tough cuz i i don't want to talk about the legal stuff cuz obviously we're not uh you know neither one of us are lawyers or anything like that but is Deshaun watson going to play this year in if he is going to play, who is he going to play for? I just cannot believe that we're sitting week two and Deshaun Watson is legitimately holding out, not playing. So, what are your thoughts on the kid, man?
1: Yeah, I don't think he'll play this year. Um, I'm, I'm thinking behind the scenes, they're really you know they talked about that package that the Texans are looking for, and uh, and and if I was a football player, I would, if I was a football executive, I would tell the Texan to go take a hike you know you're not getting all that for, for what, what do they want I didn't see that what do they want? oh man they wanted like they wanted like three first round picks uh they wanted a couple of players they wanted it was it's a weird package man and I would yeah take a hike I'm not giving you that be- giving you that you're trying to get rid of the guy so um I think behind the scenes I think they are probably working with the Dolphins to try to come up with I, I think um a package to where he he looks like the dolphins is is kind of bidding against them themselves from what i'm what i'm kind of hearing um unfortunately the legal side of it i don't know how this is going to play out man i mean i really don't anthony but uh i would say if i had to put any money on it uh i would say he'd be on the dolphins next year
0: agreed um i believe that it's going to be this year is the only difference that I have. I just think the window is too small for these teams, man. And if you're a team and you're sitting before the trade deadline, week six, week seven, and you're a team like Miami that's a middle-of-the-road team, you go ahead and you make that trade, you bring him in, you give him three weeks to kind of learn camp, and then you you play him. And, you know, you just know how this league is, man. If you know, if you have a team that's ready to compete, you can't wait because your window is so small in the NFL. And I just can't believe that a franchise quarterback is going to be sitting there on the sidelines. Um, I think you're right. Miami is the team he's going to. I thought Washington football team would be another one, but, I just, with the schedule that I kind of read out to you earlier, I think they're going to be like two and six, two and seven. And at that point you don't make a trade. You just kind of, you know, kind of have a bad year and and hold out for next year type of deal. So I think the Dolphins are going to be good enough right around 500 where it's going to make sense for them to go out and get Deshaun Watson. So, Yeah, man, that's really intriguing me to see a franchise-caliber quarterback on the sidelines with nothing wrong with him, no injury, no that kind of stuff. I mean, this is unprecedented territory, so I'm expecting a big trade. And then last thing here before we get off, um, I saw this. This was very interesting, too. I wanted your talk about this. Um, It sounds like everybody's pretty much saying that Aaron Rodgers is going to be in Denver next year. Have
1: you heard this? Yeah, I've heard that, too. I've heard he's going to be in Denver I'm going to tell you, man, um, I think – I personally, to me, man, I think Rodgers is done. I know he's still – and what I'm saying done in terms of – um, it just, it just seems like the guy doesn't like football like he used to. I could be reading it wrong. Maybe he's just in a bad situation. He needs to be out of there. But Aaron is not a leader. I just don't see him galvanizing a, a team. You know what I'm saying? And from all things that I'm hearing about Teddy Bridgewater – I mean, there's some things coming out. Yeah, he's not as great as Aaron Rodgers, but in terms of a team, football team aspect, um, they really love him. But I'm hearing Denver, and it'll probably happen too, just because, you know, John Elway and and the influence that he has. But, uh, yeah, I'm definitely hearing that he would go to Denver. And I don't necessarily think that guarantees that Denver, he puts Denver over the top, especially with Mahomes and Herbert and those guys. That's how I personally feel.
0: Agreed. I'm actually hearing that that might not happen at the end of the year. That that could be another potential mid-season splash blockbuster trade that could happen wow. in the NFL too. In the NFL, mid-season. which would be crazy because that doesn't happen in the NFL very often, right? right? But I'm reading, hearing that potentially it could be so nasty in Green Bay between Rodgers and the organization and LaFleur and everybody that Rodgers, from what I hear, Rodgers wants to be in Denver for whatever. I don't know why, but Denver is where he wants to go. Hmm. And that if, you know, midway point of the season, if the Packers are really, the wheels are really starting to fall off this bus and they're not able to right the ship that they could make that, you know, move mid year this year and not wait till next year. Now, do I think that's going to happen? Probably not. Because I think the Packers, even though we both predicted them to lose next to tomorrow, they could easily win that game. I mean, that's kind of a pick'em game for us. And then, and you know, a month from now, the Packers could easily be maybe, I don't know, four and two, something like that. So I think it just depends on how it goes. I saw something on NFL Network where they were projecting Bradley Chubb and three first-round picks wow. uh, to Green Bay for Aaron Rodgers and Teddy Bridgewater. It was Bridgewater, Chubb, and three first to the Packers, and then in return, the Packers will give up Rodgers. I would hate that trade for Denver, man. If I'm Denver, I don't do that. You know Rodgers is probably coming at the end of the year, so why would you give up You know, Bradley Chubb and three first when, you know, you could probably just get him in the, you know, next year for a lot less than that. So, but that's just something to keep an eye on, man. The thing is with this Rogers guy, I'm telling you, his ego is unbelievable right now. I mean, he is literally Hollywood Rogers, like worse than probably I've ever seen in a football player. And I just don't think this thing's over between him and the Packers. I think it's going to be an ongoing issue all season and something unprecedented like a mid mid uh, season trade could very well happen. So, we definitely got to keep our eyes on Watson and Rodgers uh, going forward here.
1: Yeah, and di- and and the Broncos better not do that trade because it would be sort of like what Carmelo Anthony did when he uh, with the Nuggets, where the Nuggets could have got him, I mean, where the Knicks could have gotten uh, uh, Mellow the next year, but they did that midseason trade and basically screwed up the franchise. So yeah, let's keep an eye on that and see what we got, brother.
0: Yeah, and 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 you know, last last point on that. If you're Green Bay and you think you've got Rodgers, um, you know, uh, predecessor sitting there behind Rodgers, and let's say the things are falling off, wheels are falling on the off the bus, and you're, you know, let's say you're two and five. Let's say the wheels really fall off this thing. Well, yeah, you might go ahead and make that trade and think, you know what? Let's get Jordan Love in here with no distractions. Because if you want to play Jordan Love, Rodgers can't be in the facility. It's way too big of a distraction. Right. So if you want to go Love, you got to get Rodgers the hell as far away from Jordan Love as possible. So I know, like I say, I know these things are unprecedented trades midseason in the NFL, they don't happen generally. But, you know, this is weird with going on with these two quarterbacks. So, you know, let's stay tuned and and keep our eye on it.
1: Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Well, this has been awesome as always. And, uh, man, I'll tell you what, I'm excited for NFL action. And let's just hope our Cowboys get the win, brother.
0: Yeah, man, are we getting back on after the Cowboy game? Do a quick little uh, absolutely. Reaction. We, we yeah, uh,
1: absolutely. We got a we're good or bad man, good or bad. We got a. I just wish I could watch. I wish I had a secret camera on you. If Jalen Smith <laughs> makes a play and the Cowboys are down and he swipes, you probably go through the TV, bro.
0: <laughs> I will, and I gotta be honest with the viewers before you even, you know, for those of you that are gonna listen before we start. I might be a couple cocktails deep when I'm getting on here. So it just depends on how the game's going. I've got a nice, nice bottle at the house ready to roll. So, oh, man. Um, I, so funny. It, it all depends on how it goes. So <laughs> viewer discretion.
1: Absolutely, man. Well, we'll see everybody on the other side later on tonight, uh, regardless of win or loss. And man, you have a good one, man. We'll text throughout as we normally do, okay? All right, man. All right, take it easy, man. You
0: too.